I invite you to pray with me. Holy God, source of all light, by your word you give light to the soul. Pour out on us the spirit of wisdom and understanding that our hearts and minds may be opened to know your truth and your way. Amen. One summer day, a grasshopper was chirping to his heart's content. An ant passed by, bearing a heavy ear of corn um, to his nest. Come chat with me, said the grasshopper, instead of toiling in that way. I am helping lay up food for the winter, said the ant, and you should too. Why bother about winter, said the grasshopper. We've got plenty of food now. The ant continued its toil anyway. When winter came, the grasshopper had no food and was starving to death, while the ants distributed grain from the stores they'd collected in the summer. The grasshopper learned the hard way. It's best to prepare for days of necessity during days of plenty. The moral of the story is, wisdom is revealed by what you do with what you know. Now, who doesn't love a fable? The characters in these stories are most often animals that act like human or possess human characteristics. As a young child, they were my favorite, and I delighted in the telling of Chicken Little, Henny Penny, the Three Little Pigs, um, all by my sweet grandmother. The moral of each story is revealed at the end in the form of a wise proverb. The Greek slave Aesop is known as the father of fables. His famous tales illustrated the failings and virtues of human nature in a simple and sometimes humorous way. People of all ages could gain wisdom from characters of Aesop's fables. Hear now today's reading from James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18, where we find James imparting wisdom to his readers, teaching them the difference between earthly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you? Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness born of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be boastful and false to the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But... The wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Solomon wrote, Acquire wisdom, and with all your acquiring, get understanding. Some 900 years later, the first century B.C. Roman philosopher, philosopher Ciro stated that wisdom is the best gift of the gods and is the mother of all good things. Both men considered wisdom to be the highest and most valuable of all possessions. But it was the Hebrews who clearly understood that true wisdom is not intellectual, but behavioral. Just like the moral of Aesop's The Grasshopper and the Ant, the Hebrews knew that wisdom is revealed by what you do with what you know. In today's scripture, James is seeking to identify those who are wise and understanding and who show good behavior by their deeds in gentleness of peace. For it is those who are truly skilled in living righteously. In his search, James begins by strongly warning us against the attitudes of worldly wisdom. He shows us that worldly wisdom can wear different faces. Bitter envy, selfish ambition, boastfulness, lies against the truth. Whether we are saddened by others when others get ahead, gladdened when others fall behind, or maddened when we didn't get all the credit. James tells us all of the above are earthly, unspiritual, and devilish. Corey Ten Boom told the story of a proud woodpecker who was tapping away at a dead tree when the sky unexpectedly turned black and the thunder began to roll. Undaunted, he went right on working. Suddenly, a bolt of lightning struck the old tree, splintering it into hundreds of pieces. Startled but unhurt, the haughty bird flew off screeching to his feather friends, I didn't know there was such incredible power in my beak. At times, if we are truthful, we can display this type of worldly wisdom. Thinking so highly of ourselves and our achievements or capabilities that we fail to recognize God as the source of these great gifts. When wearing a face of worldly wisdom, the mirror will reflect confusion and every evil thing, James tells us in verse 16. We have all heard it before. A spouse who places importance on keeping up with the Joneses might willingly destroy a marriage. A co-worker envious of another's promotion could ruin a reputation through slanderous comments. Churches destroyed by seeds of discontent and disapproval. Oddly enough, these are the same emotions that led to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Judas selfishly betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over. 
But Christ showed a different way. Being in the form of God, he took the form of a bondservant and humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Let's follow the wisdom of Christ. So what does that look like? Well, we are told in verse 13 that a wise person demonstrates this type of wisdom by his good behavior and deeds done in gentleness. Now, in verses 17 and 18, James revisits the person with this kind of heart, showing the characteristics that mark his or her life. One commentary author describes it this way. A person with wisdom from above is first pure. God-given wisdom produces purity of internal motives as well as outward actions. This kind of lifestyle has a built-in promise, as Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Purity of thought and deed help us see God working in all of our circumstances. A person with wisdom from above is peaceable, a contrast to the bitter jealousy and selfish ambition of the unwise, God-given wisdom produces peaceful relationships. God's supernatural life within us guards against alienating others. Jesus has a promise for those who are peaceable. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Another characteristic of a wise person, James tells us, is gentleness. Unlike in chapter 13, where the emphasis of gentleness is on humility, in verse 17, the translation means equitable, moderate, yielding. Here it describes a person who surrenders his rights for a higher ideal. With God's wisdom, we meet petty infractions of our right with a different kind of moral conduct. Whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him have your coat also. James tells us that someone with godly wisdom is reasonable. The Greek word for reasonable appears only here in the New Testament. It comes from two words, well and persuadable. Together they mean easily persuaded. Now let me clarify. This doesn't mean that this person is a naive pushover. Reasonable simply means that this person is teachable. This person puts aside stubbornness and readily yields to the truth. Reasonable can describe a person who is flexible and open to change. Abraham's relationship with Lot exemplifies this kind of attitude. As we know, Abraham was the elder of the two, and he was the one to whom God promised all the land of Canaan. He could have simply said, Lot, take your herdsmen and your flock and move on, but he didn't. According to Genesis chapter 13, Abraham said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me, nor between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brothers. 
Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If to the left, then I will go to the right. Or if to the right, then I will go to the left. Abraham was a man of wisdom, reasonable, cooperative, and flexible. Mercy is the fifth characteristic trait of those who exhibit wisdom from above. In grace, we give undeserved blessings. In mercy, we withhold a just punishment. While worldly wisdom would pile on ridicule or judgment, mercy shows kindness and compassion. Wise people are bountiful, James tells us. They are filled with good fruits. James ties this closely with showing mercy, as good fruits are the outward actions that accompany the attitudes of showing mercy. The person who has genuine mercy will be bountiful in his or her blessings toward others. Godly wisdom puts mercy to work, abounding in fruitful deeds. You will find a wise person to be unwavering, steadfast, never willing to compromise the truth of God's word. This, however, does not contradict the earlier characteristic of reasonableness. James specifies the balance that true wisdom brings. A wise person does not take the virtue of steadfastness to the extreme of cantankerous legalism. Nor does he or she take flexibility to the extreme of compromising on absolute truth. The kind of balance, this kind of balance, is a kind of wisdom that only comes from above. Finally, James describes godly wisdom as non-hypocritical. A wise person is sincere. Hypocritical comes from the word hypocrisis which is a term used to describe Greek actors playing multiple roles. An actor would often switch masks, taking on different characters, such as a comedic role or a role based on tragedy. This would be what the essence of hypocrisy is, a shiftiness or unpredictability. A believer equipped with the spirit of wisdom will live a life of sincerity, taking off all masks. So what are the results of true wisdom? A scorpion befriended a ladybug who became a loyal companion to him. A time came when the ladybug struggled to cross a dangerous river so the scorpion offered to take her to the other side on his back. He had come to care for the ladybug and had promised he would never harm her. So she accepted his offer of a ride. But safely across the river, he stung her with his venomous tail. As she lay in greatest pain, she said, But you promised you would never hurt me. Why did you? He shrugged and said sadly, Because it is my nature. In today's verses from James, we have learned to think and act with godly wisdom. And we have learned what that type of wisdom looks like. 
while it is far more natural to act with worldly wisdom, we gain wisdom from above when God dwells in our hearts and plants his character in our lives. The moral of the story, only God can change our nature. May we all allow God to change our nature and fill us with the Spirit's wisdom, allowing us to make true peace with him that leads to peace with others. Amen.